What's up, y'all? This is Chisa with Pedal. You're listening to Sat Your Day Radio. I got so fucked up in Toronto I saw my eyes closed like a blindfold Ice cold green tea, whoa, Uncle Iroh I went stupid on the wrist I look candid in my pics Who that talking all that shit? I want him to meet my pics What's up, everyone? You're listening to Saturday Radio My name's NKNX My name's Andrew We got Drew here covering for Ant Still in London Yo, shout out to Ant, man Shout out Ant, man Love you, miss you But we also have Chisa on the show today. Can you tell us where we're at right now? Like, You are currently in Newark, New Jersey, off yeah. of Broad Street, 07102. Uh, that's the area code, or zip code. Which yeah, one is it? I don't know. Zip I think co- it depends where you're from. You say zip code. <laughs> really? Yeah. Wow. It's definitely a zip code. That's how I know my man is well-traveled now. <laughs> He's just giving that perspective. That was beautiful. So right now you are officially in Newark Venture Partners, which is a $50 million venture fund here in the city of Newark. Uh, around you are portfolio companies of Newark Venture Partners, of which Pedal, uh, the tech startup that I'm the co-founder and CEO of, is housed out of. So we're based out of here. NVP, Newark Venture Partners, is our main investor. Their main investors are Amazon, Audible, Prudential, Panasonic, uh, and a bunch of other little cats that are out here. Wow. Wow. That, that's where you are. Cool, the bricks. Cool. And how many companies are part of this? Um, Nordic Venture Partners? There's probably about 30 companies on this floor right now. Wow. But I don't know how many full investments they've made in totality. Right, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is just one floor. Just one floor with all the companies on them. Yeah, this is just one right. floor. Cool. And right now you're in the main conference room next to the cafe, smashed in between. <laughs> uh, I'm going to shout out a company. Shout out to Vidia. Yeah. <laughs> Vidia, we see you. <laughs> yeah, this is a really cool room. This is a real beautiful space. Thanks for having us here for sure. No, thank you for coming through, man. Yeah. Any, anytime y'all are willing to come to us, that's how I know y'all are serious. <laughs> <laughs> and tell everyone out there, who you are and what what you do. For sure. My name is Chisa A. Bailu. Uh, Instagram, C-H-I-S-A-M-A-Y-N-E. Chisa Main, like Gucci Main, but Chisa. Uh, <laughs> and I'm the co-founder and CEO of Pedal. Pedal is a scholarship marketplace where individuals can go to and apply to multiple scholarships with a single application. And it's a scholarship builder for individuals, organizations, celebrities, and corporations. So... We work with corporations pretty much on like their, right now on like their diversity and inclusion. So for example, uh, right on the other side of this building is Audible. Audible, the audiobook company, if you either know them or you don't. Uh, and so when it comes to Audible, you know, if we're working with them, they might want to diversify their data analytics department, but they can't go on to Indeed or Monster.com and say they want to hire more women developers or a black woman data scientist or a latino salesperson or something like that right yeah but what they can do is create a scholarship for that exact same thing and take that application pool and turn it into a candidate pipeline meaning that they can develop the talent they can allocate things like training modules and coaching curriculum to cultivate the skill sets necessary to work within those companies or even just creating relationships and things like that. So for them, it's talent sourcing, uh, HR, et cetera, pipeline building. And on the other side, obviously, it's uh, just like apply for a bunch of scholarships, man. Get your monies up. Cool, cool. 
Wow, that's um, it's a lot. <laughs> it's a lot, man. But it's a little at the same time. Man. It's not a. Yeah, it's, it's a. That's, that's a good opportunity, you know. For like, sure. Yeah, I just actually got out of college, so. Congratulations like to my year, man. Yeah, Loan time, man. baby. Yeah. <laughs> Have I heard about this? Oh, yeah. I'm yeah, like, where facts. were you like four years ago, man? Oh, man. <laughs> Shoot, I was in college too. <laughs> nah, that's... And you're from Baton Rouge. You're not even from yeah. here, Yeah. Right? Oh, my God. You're right. I appreciate you. Yeah. Yeah, I'm from Louisiana, man. I'm from Baton Rouge, Louisiana. It wasn't that hard. It was, it's on your Instagram. Yo, people don't be reading, though. <laughs> yo, it's crazy. They be like, yo, so uh, where in Jersey are you from? I was like, come on, man. <laughs> I got it in my bio right there. <laughs> No, I appreciate yeah, that's you. a hike from Jersey, though, but... Yeah, yeah like, how, hike. how did that, like... Man, what happened was my senior year of high school, there was just a whole bunch of stuff going on in the city. Like, unfortunately, our state was going a little bankrupt. So, like, there was a bunch of talk of, like, our in-state scholarships were ending. So, it used to be, like, you had a high enough GPA, a high enough ACT score, you got certain scholarships. But that stuff was diminishing at the time, assumedly. And so, uh, actually, a bunch of my teachers just, like, were like, yo, you need to start looking northeast. And it worked out at the time. Uh, I just looked at a bunch of schools up here, started visiting a bunch of schools, and like I just fell in love with like Rutgers. Like I loved the why up here opportunities. Oh, okay, this is land of the milk and honey. <laughs> this is this is where it's at. It's interesting to hear like your perspective, like being from Baton oh Rouge yeah, because we lived here our whole lives. So being from Baton Rouge and looking at us as a place of opportunity is pretty interesting. Yeah, bro. I mean, you know, the dope thing about this area is like you work hard enough for something that actually happens. Right? Have you ever like traveled back and forth to Jersey? Like, what do you mean? When you were living in Baton Rouge, like, did you like really know much about it? you? Just like, oh nah. So you just like, oh, wow. So you never been here? I had never been to Jersey. Wow. I had never been to Jersey. I'm, did I go to? No, no, I hadn't. Like New York. I was trying to think if I'd been to the airport. That <laughs> <laughs> counts. No, yeah, it counts. I hadn't been to the airport at that time, man. Wow. No, but when I came here, it was just, it was beautiful. I, I came with my whole family. We like all did the college visits. At the time, we were like en route to, I think we we're going to Nigeria at the time. Oh, Like word. we we're going back home, like to visit family and stuff like that. So like it fit. It was like, go visit schools and then go. And then the year afterwards, what ended up happening, my dad ended up getting the job up here too. Oh. So it's like, whole crew got moved. My, my brother and stuff like that still in Louisiana, they of course, were. but. So, so you had their full support oh, what? to come here. Like they were like all for it. Oh, there was. Like get oh, out the house. They were definitely yeah. about it. So everyone was kind of going to like New Jersey. It was kind of like, oh. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was just like get to the Northeast. And like even like from like ninth grade or like middle school, I, I had an idea that that's where things were taking place. Not, and I don't want to create the narrative that nothing's taking place right in Louisiana. It's just that if you don't have to deal with certain obstacles, it's just easier. <laughs> it's mm-hmm. a little easier. It's, it's it's like when you're running in sand and then you run on the pavement. You know, it's it's, it's that's the difference of it. Mm-hmm. Well, why do you think that is? Mm. I got a lot of reasons. I mean, because I guess from my perspective, like I guess New York is probably the only thing I can honestly say that is the big difference. You have the just the biggest, not the biggest, but like one of the best cities in the world right here. Yeah. And Louisiana, I guess, doesn't have a city like that. And you I mean, yeah, close, I mean, as close. To yeah, me. like we got New Orleans, but it's not the it's not the same thing. It, it's different. You know, I think on one hand you have mindset. You know, when I first started pedal and went back home, bro, that joint did not fly. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like, all right. I, that joint did not fly. Like yeah. not with black people, not with white people. Like everyone just like 
get a job, nigga. Like, <laughs> like stop, stop playing. Like, you know what I mean? Uh, so it's like mindset right off the bat. But at the same time, like you be what you see. I think out here it's easier to see certain success and easier to see uh, dreams coming true, right? This whole thing, everything is just a relationship game. No matter what you're doing, it's primarily going to be based off of who you know, whether you like that or not. If you don't like it, no more people, <laughs> you know. So out here, it's easier to know more people in different fields, different spaces, different industries that can connect together to push things forward. So it's a little easier to get like other ideas. Uh, and I think social media makes it easier when you're in other places, but there's nothing compared to like the real face to face. And um, I don't know, man. You know, from a Southern perspective, I know Reconstruction after the Civil War probably fucked us up a little bit, too. So, you know, there's a whole bunch of reasons. Yeah. <laughs> Institutional racism, systemic racism, like all types of things. <laughs> That's a whole other show. It's a whole other show. <laughs> like, like, yeah, that, that answer goes deep, man. <laughs> right. Well, I heard you say you were going to Nigeria, so you're Nigerian. Yeah, I'm Nigerian. All right, we're I'm Nigerian too. Wait, yo, me, uh, yo me, guy, me too, me too, bro. Hey, nah, bro. <laughs> my guy here too. Hey, yo, can you <laughs> yeah, I can. It's <laughs> time to guess. What are you? What do you think I am? <laughs> oh, I don't even assume anything. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what do you, you think? think I am? My man's is here. Yeah, Trimmer, yeah. what you thought he was? Let's, let's play the guessing game. You look, you look Yoruba. Wrong. <laughs> Wrong. You're not Yoruba. Nah. Second, <laughs> it gotta be the best one. Come on, man. I know you no, want us to say Yoruba. Evo, but I don't see it. I was like, <laughs> You're Evo? I'm Evo. Wow, yeah. he's Evo too. Evo, man. Hey, yeah, up, man? Just, just for the people that are listening, I got yeah, my, give him a shout out. I got my little man Shimaze up here in the building. Say what's up. What's good? Yeah, he's repping at West Orange High School right now, class yeah, of 2022. Man. What are you? Shout out to the youth, class of 2022. Big, big, big shout out to West Orange High School. Yeah, that's my little man's out here. So. He's just tagging along for the day. It's Christmas break Wait, for them. Ebo too? No, I'm actually, I'm at Bay. Okay. Like E-K-P-E-Y-E. You know Burner Boy? Yeah, yeah, That's yeah, our yeah. mans right now. Yeah, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we, we on top of the world at this moment. <laughs> no, no one can tell us anything. Yeah, it's, so. it's, like, it's like when your soccer team wins the World Cup. Like, <laughs> you're like, it's, like it's, it's me and my like, team. No one can say you shit. You ever heard of a little country called Germany? <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's us right now. Yeah, we, <laughs> yeah so like, we, we a minority group, but we, we yeah. small but mighty. Yeah, I remember, like, I'm also, like, half St. Lucian, so I remember, like, my... Whoa, yeah, that's cool. It's St. Lucian. This, this makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I see that. Yeah. It's pretty dope, yeah, man. Very I cool. I went to Nigeria once, so it was, it was pretty good. When did you go? Um, 2017. It's yeah. crazy. That was the last time I was over there, too. Yeah? Yeah. It was a great experience, man. Yeah, I unfortunately went for, like, a, like my, my grandmother's passing, but mm. it was, like, a Party, opportunity man. of, like, new, like, you know what I mean? Celebration of life. Celebration, yeah. That's crazy, yeah. When, when I went there in 2017, I was doing some work for uh, for River State. It was like a medical mission, but we were working with the state to essentially like provide like aid. So I was doing like logistical stuff. That joint was so emotionally exhausting, bro. <laughs> Every day, you you're like you're not even physically tired. You're just like mentally drained. You're like this is terrible. Yeah. Hit that button over there. Okay. Yeah. Oh, wow. Clap. Clap. Clapper. Yeah, the light, <laughs> light just turned off. We're trying to see. Ah, there hey. we go. <laughs> oh, I forgot we're in a nice building. It's all motion sense. <laughs> <laughs> Rutgers, you got to go to the fuse. The fuse. <laughs> 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 but uh, so you're from Baton Rouge. Yes, sir. You made your Jigga way City. over here. What what uh what year did you come here? Uh, I came here 2012, 2013. Oh, okay. Like 2012 
like 2012, 2013 school year. I can't remember when Sandy hit. Oh, oh wow, was that long ago? Mm-hmm. Jeez. Yeah, it was that long, yeah. Wow. That's wild, right? Time yeah. flies. Cause that was a great. Cause I just had I I got to school like three or four weeks late. Cause I just dealt with a, I I got a hurricane in Baton Rouge. I think it was Hurricane Isaac. It was definitely some hurricane that nobody up here ever heard of. <laughs> <laughs> it's like when the hurricanes are like we just be dealing with. It's like oh it's Tuesday, you know. <laughs> so like we just I had that hurricane, so I was late to school, and then I got up here, and then like three weeks in, like another hurricane Sandy came. Oh my god! I was like yo, is it me? Yes, yeah, you. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I felt bad. It's all but. your fault. <laughs> So yeah, wow. that's why I got up here. And now you you came here, and what uh what what were some of your first thoughts? Like, what were some of your first experiences? Like, hmm, because you mean, came to Nork first. No, nah, I was in New Brunswick. Okay, okay, so you went. Okay, so what were your first experience of? That you were out there like living on your own. You went to school. Like, yeah, yeah, I mean it was crazy. I think you start seeing certain. You you see that systemic. I was like the only kid on my floor that like only spoke one language. Like it was like me and my roommate. We were like the only dudes. That's surprising. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that was, yeah, we were in the shout out to Linton Towers third floor, <laughs> <laughs> South Towers. We out here. <laughs> yeah, bro. But it was just like it was. It was really different. It was really different. And I, I think that what drew me to Rutgers primarily was just like the diversity. People from all over. You know, I was coming from a situation where. I was in a whole lot of things, but as part of, you know, everything seemed very either like white or black. Whereas like you get to Rutgers and it's like, you don't even got a choice. You know, everything's, everyone's everywhere. Yeah. Uh, and so it was beautiful. I really enjoyed that. I love that. Uh, I definitely realized different etiquette, different mannerisms, you know, people. Slang. Were a little colder, a little more slang, right? But. Oh, right. South and. Yeah. People was definitely colder. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. But. Uh, I definitely had to make a decision, that's you know. Southern, um, hospitality, they call it, or like. Yeah, or, yeah. That's real. First of all, yo, it I just, is. I remember when I went to Texas, man. I was that. like, people are, bro, so nice. So yeah, nice. like <laughs> scary. Like, <laughs> like why like, are you this nice? Yo, like, that, what do you want from me? <laughs> <laughs> that's real, and and so that's you know, I felt like people thought I was up to something, but I was like, nah, just. I was yeah. just chilling. Like, yeah. I was just like, wow. where's, where's the library? Like, <laughs> so, you know, it, it was real fun. Uh, and then uh, Hurricane Sandy for us was, you know, I hate to call it like a good thing, but it really helped bring us together. You know, we had like a whole week off of school that you just hang out with people. Mm. So you have right. no choice but to get close. And so it was very institutional to the foundation of like my place within the state. So it was like kind of a blessing almost. It, it was a blessing disguise Some good us. things yeah. came and out. And the thing is, I had just dealt with the hurricane like a few weeks before. So like, I seemed like the guru. I was like, oh, nah. Like, <laughs> he was like, no, we gotta, we gotta preserve the energy. Yeah, exactly. I, I was like, uh, that light's gonna go off in about 44 minutes. Uh, get those noodles. Don't worry. I know how to warm up the water without anything. Like, I was like, yeah, trust me, dope. I do this. Like, wow. So it was, it was great, man. I, I enjoyed it. Yeah, here everyone just didn't know what, what the hell. Is. Yeah, they were shook. They were like, this is a, this is really strong rain. I can't. I still can't go right. about my business. Like I can't drive to the supermarket. It's like nah. <laughs> oh yeah. And before that, I was like, yeah, we're gonna stock up on this, this, and this. We gonna have a hurricane party, but you don't want to have it too close to the hurricane hitting because then you're just gonna be messed up. You know. What I mean? yeah. <laughs> it was it was a great time. Wow. I hate to say that because I know people really struggled during this. Yeah. Like, no. But anything to help rebuild Seaside Heights is true. Uh, a blessing. So yeah. Because <laughs> that should that should need some fixing. But anyway. <laughs> Shout out Hurricane Sandy. <laughs> if you're listening right now, Hurricane Sandy. What? <laughs> and but, but what were did did uh, coming here? Did you um, 
like were some of your expectations met or was it a completely different thing that you thought i think uh you know, I think on one hand, expectations were exceeded on the sense of, you know, when you really be feeling opportunity, it's crazy. When you really, it's like whatever you want to do, you can actually just do it. Like, that's a wild feeling. Like, you feel like you have a superpower of some sort. And so, like, I felt like the whole place, I was coming in and, you know, we were talking about earlier, the very first thing I did when I was on campus, uh, you know, I just started interning at our local radio station on campus. And that was just like learning about things, learning the reach, um, broadcast, things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the, the next semester, just, you know, starting my own show. And I just knew that where I was from, it took, it took just way more effort. <laughs> I, mm-hmm. You know, you're, you're, it's almost like you've been playing the game on hard mode and suddenly you're playing on easy or something like that. I don't want to say easy, but at least medium. <laughs> so it was like, it's a crazy feeling when you just work hard and things happen. Like, obviously there's obstacles, there's blockers, but it's just like, yeah. it was nothing compared. And then on the other hand, you know, I think there's just a real narrative, especially when you're in the South, people like to push it that, uh, it's almost like racism is like a Southern thing. That's how they, they was trying to push it at the time. Like they really tried to make it seem like Louisiana or like Texas, Alabama, Mississippi, the only people that are racist. And then, like, you go to the place that they be talking about. It's like a utopia. And you're like, oh, good. It's here, too. <laughs> and so it's it's a it was a humbling in that regards. Yeah. But in regard and overall is a wonderful situation. Wow. Where, where do you where do you get your your drive from? Like, where do you think you get like that mentality of like, I want to come here. I want to do this thing and I want to get it done. Um. Like, it's your family? Like, do they have their own business or something? Yeah, like- I, my mom's very entrepreneurial. You know, growing up, we, she had uh, Section 8 renovations. So I just, my, my, I grew up working just like Section 8 housing stuff, you know, like t- putting tiles on the floor, just like chasing down crackheads for money that they like stole or something like that. You know, it's just like wow. very yeah. regular regular stuff you know so i've seen my mom do entrepreneurship her whole life or, or my whole life I, I don't know her whole life you know maybe she even got that i don't know <laughs> but you know my whole life i've seen her definitely do entrepreneurship and now she's on her own another business now uh and so our family is like my dad has like the traditional job my mom has her company i have uh you know my company over here and then my brother has his company um and it's, it's not that we ever did that on purpose. Growing up, you could even say, because, you know, if anyone's seen entrepreneurship face to face, you know it for a fact. Anytime you're doing anything from scratch, man, it's ugly. It's really ugly. You don't even want to, like, I saw everything that she was going through. I was just like, I don't even want to do this. <laughs> you know, I, I she she thought I, I hated money growing up. She wanted me going to Wall Street. I was like, I don't even like capitalism like that. Yeah. You know, because, <laughs> like, I seen what capitalism can do. This is, this is an ugly game. So... Um, you know, I, I think that when you just, I think I definitely come from a family that, uh, sees voids or injustice and wants to attack it or go after it. I think that's more so the path that I took. So I, I don't know exactly where it comes from. Man. I, th- I think that when you think of all the possibilities of what can be, of what's possible, I think it's really hard not to want to go after it. It's like being in, uh, I don't know. It's like seeing like a million dollars like right outside that glass window and like not trying to figure out how to get to it. Mm-hmm. It's hard not to. Because mm-hmm. you have that spirit. So it seems like 
like where did it come from like where did it but it seems like it was you were kind of raised with it maybe without you even knowing yeah you know yeah i, I think i was definitely blessed with some sort of vision too mm-hmm. you know it's just like it's i know it's out there even this over the y'all y'all bro y'all finna be huge oh thank you <laughs> now we had an ugly start it was when josh started to be, <laughs> came on the team when he started getting haircuts bro yeah better. that was probably the ugliest part yeah, of shout our out to Josh's haircut though, when he man. had a <laughs> shout out to his haircut man shout out I josh can't stop man. Looking at it. yo chill chill <laughs> he turned everyone's mic sound <laughs> i had to point that out real quick <laughs> no nah, but but for real i Thank you. Thank you. We've been getting a lot of love recently, and that's really Because y'all deserve it. That really appreciate that. And um, so now I heard, I, I think we read somewhere, you worked as a janitor. Oh, yeah. Y'all yeah. did research. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, this, y'all yeah. so legitimate. Oh, yeah, dude. You know, this entrepreneur game can be so ugly. Like, it's, it's just an ugly thing to witness sometimes. And it's like, that's, that's why even when people are telling you, and I shouldn't even just say entrepreneurship, man, just dream chasing in general. Because, like, even if you're doing music, if you're doing art, if you're trying to start anything, like, it's not going to be pretty all the time. It, which is why people literally would be like, stop. <laughs> and it's not out of, like, a malicious place. They're like, you're hurting yourself. And you're like, I know. <laughs> and you just keep on going. But yeah, man, whenever we, we first started doing pedal, uh, we were operating essentially under, it was the same name, but we were doing things extremely differently. It was a different company in totality. Uh, but I was just working, I had like a four jobs. Like, you know, obviously I was doing pedal every day, mm-hmm. but I was uh, a janitor at Planet Fitness in Morris Plains. Obviously I was doing Uber and Lyft. And then I was doing uh, medical vehicle transportation stuff like this company called gem pretty much like you pick up people that are in wheelchairs and you take them places or like wow, with your personal car nah, nah oh, you, you got a whole truck like i had, oh, a, you got, I had a uniform oh, wow. I, had, like, I had to wear a hat like <laughs> <laughs> yeah and you like strap them in and then you like take the van you take them to like dialysis or you take them to like the hospital it, that was a whole oh, that joint yeah. was so much hmm. you just work like throughout the night and then like you so it literally i was doing that Kayla, my co-founder, she was like a waitress at this joint. Um, and then we were just working those, work, work it overnight. And then we'd sleep until, you know, from like six to 10. Then we come in and then we work until like nine. And then we go to the night job again. And we just kept on going on it, man. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so now, and then it kind of came through. But that's the thing up here, right? You just work hard enough and like it actually happened. It's crazy. What would you say is one of the top things you learned within those four jobs? Hmm. Like working those those jobs before pedal or during pedal. Yeah, during. Like what's something that one of the most valuable things you took away from that? Interesting question. I've never been asked that. Uh, I think probably treat people well. I, I you know, mm. it's it's really hard to see anyone working any type of you know quote unquote menial task and not take them seriously. Yeah. Because I felt like you know I was like as a janitor, but I still felt like I was like great. <laughs> you yeah. know like i definitely really i was interesting like, i mean even like the point you're bringing up like we had one of our other guests in the past tom Sachs. one yeah. of his first jobs as a janitor mm. he came, now he's like what like one of the biggest conceptual he worked artists on right elevators now. too and he he elevators and like Ooh, did like wow. interesting little tasks and like the way you're explaining it too is like yeah i hear that like yeah yeah, yeah. i think that's real it's like yeah. everyone no matter their task just has like you get you like get something from it like yeah, yeah. You get perspective, but it also makes you take everybody seriously. Everything's important. Everything. Everyone's important. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, I know that 
you know, I know if like the custodians don't come up in here, it's about to be a mess. Like it's gonna influence everything. Like it's gonna be difficult. Oh yeah, that's my my girl right there. Hey. Yeah. I know if she's not here every day, like it's gonna be, it's, it's not gonna be good. So it makes you value everything, top to perceived bottom, uh, just like all aspects, of details, detail management. Like, yeah, uh, like exactly. if I don't scrub that corner, <laughs> and you try to do the best you can yeah. at that job, even though people may not notice. It's yeah. your job, and you know exactly, exactly. So I, I think also just you know treating everyone well. Yeah, uh, radical, that's huge. Radical that's, that's generosity. A, yeah, it's a really important takeaway. Yeah, that's interesting that you said that because I feel like you don't know that un unless you work a job like that. Uh, yeah, I feel like it's something you don't understand until you experience it. You know, you gotta mm -hmm. kind of like put yourself in the situation sometimes to understand what it feels like. You know, you know what I hate? What when when people will drop something on the floor and you? I mean. All the time, you know, you know this, and someone will be like, "Oh, a janitor's gonna get it. It's their job," and it's like, "No, it's not." I mean, it is their job to clean it, but it's also should be in your heart or ethic to throw it out anyway, yeah. because the garbage is right there. You know, like I never. Anyway, I'm going off. <laughs> you ain't said one lie yet, <laughs> but I'm sure, like you. I mean, I I think everyone's experienced as like your a friend that'll just like leave a napkin, like yo, throw that away. And it's yeah, like, nah, the janitor's right there. They're gonna get it. It's like, it's like come on, right. they don't like, work for you. His heart, his job already hard. <laughs> right, like, like yeah, like, he he don't need your help to make it harder. <laughs> exactly. But then. Pedal, you know, you're doing pedal during yeah. this, and what, where'd the name come from, first of all? Pedal, let me tell you, boy. So and Why is that L capital? So capital why, is it, why is it capital P, lowercase edu, capital yeah. L? Why is it like that? <laughs> so we say edu education is at the center of everything we do, and we say education is the bridge between P purpose and L life. So we call it pedal. Oh, shit. Oh, wow. Branding. Wow. <laughs> Branding, baby. E D U, P E D U, L. Pedal. Okay, okay. Yeah, I'll give you. Who came up with that? Um, combination of us. Uh, myself, my friend Jarrett Mead, and then also my friend Dan Reggie. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Dan's awesome. He has his own company. He's doing his other stuff now, uh, but he's just like a branding genius. Yeah. Wow. He's awesome. And. For I mean, you explained a little bit about mm -hmm. pedal and everything. Yeah, but for people who have no idea what it is, can you explain kind of like the process like of it? So like, yeah, what, how do I start? Like, if I were to, I'm in like my last year of, uh, I guess like third year of high school right now. Yeah, want to or or your freshman year in college or your sophomore year. In college. Oh, word! If you want a scholarship, right. anytime. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, what you do? You go to pedal.com, p-e-d-u-l, dot com, and you sign up. And you go through the scholarship application process and then it'll either tell you scholarships that are perfect for you or it'll say like, hey, we'll send you a text message when the perfect scholarship comes up for you. And then you can apply to that one scholarship and then you can use your same application and apply to other scholarships. So every time a scholarship that's perfect for you, if you're, um, let's see, bio major at Montclair State. Uh, that's from West Orange, uh, you know, and there's a scholarship specifically for that or a scholarship that just fits within your eligibility. Mm -hmm. Hey, you can apply. Just click the button. Mm -hmm. And so that's how it works. And so because we work with these different like artists or like, you know, record labels or influencers or we work with these different corporations, they're always trying to find different ways to engage with youth, engage with students. 
Uh, and so they're always putting up scholarships for this means as, as a vessel. So the way they communicate with them is through completely a, a scholarship. Completely. So you know we're that vessel for them to mm. utilize scholarships to, to reach us. What what did you go through? What happened to you that you were like, I need to do something like this? Oh man, you know while I was actually you had, like an interesting scholarship experience or something. Like yeah, that. you know. I, you know, it was just Did what happened was, over? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I, when I was in Baton Rouge, I was actually, I worked the logistics. One of my mom's companies at the time that she had started uh, and I was helping out with, it was a college readiness company. Okay. And so what we would do is essentially we'd find like teachers and tutors uh, for like ACT, SAT prep. And we'd bring all the kids out and we'd like teach them, every, everyone everywhere. You, when you couple in that with like, we're already doing like section eight housing renovation and stuff like that. There's a certain type of student that's coming to these courses and it just kept on coming up that like, you can get someone as ready as you want for these, for college, but if they don't got the money, it's not going to happen consistently. And, you know, I, I went from there and then I got appointed to uh, the mayor's youth advisory council based off of that work. And even having those discussions, you know, like, you're dealing with city hall and you're like, you're at the top level of the city. And it's like, it's the exact same issue. Like how do we get these kids money for school? And there was no real platform where you can go to and really find these, not only find scholarships, but have people actually create scholarships too, you know? And so, although we have these things like scholarships.com or all these other random things, they're search engines for scholarships, but the process to apply was so tedious that these kids weren't even going through it. You know, you have to open up these 80 different tabs, apply separately. Some of them are email. Some of them are this portal. And it just, it, when I say consistent, Yo, that's 100% why it held me, held me back from applying to of certain course. scholarships. Of course. And, and it's sad because it's like... Uh, why do I have to put this much work into something I'm qualified for? <laughs> Yo, and even on the other side, you know, from the scholarship provider side they want you to apply you know they're they're putting up this money and they're only getting like five applicants <laughs> yeah. you know and so it, it was just it's messed up that there was no middle ground for them and then when i got up to Rutgers, got up here to jersey you're seeing these same issues uh essentially take place in a different form you know people are taking a semester off two semesters off to you know raise money to come back to school you know they take off, they take off a semester and you just never see them again you know so it, it, it was just these issues all cultivated together yeah. to kind of, yeah, we got to do something about this. You know, let's, let's create something. Mm. Yeah, that is sad. Because I know, like, countless people during college and even now that had to take that semester off for just money. Yeah. Like, it's, it's, not, it's not about their motivation. It's, it's not, not about, about their grades. They didn't get in yeah. trouble. Right. They just can't afford it. And it's just, it's, it's a sad system. It's and then that process. now screws them up because now they're not graduating on the time they want to. Yeah. They're actually could be wasting money or losing money because they graduate. And also that to that money they could have spent jumpstarting their, you know, their future. They had to now exactly. spend on kind of like just a burning. longer education. Yeah. It's hard. Fire. Yeah. No, yeah. it's extremely difficult, man. So we, we just wanted to create a middle ground for the scholarship creators, for these students to, to really meet each other. Yeah. And, you know, we were able to figure out how to, you know, make money doing it by, working with these larger corporations, working with these different celebrities um, and finding their best interest and in just creating these win-win scenarios. Okay. How many times uh, 
Have you heard the word no while coming up? What? Coming up? What do you mean? No? I heard that joint yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> I think I heard no like four times this morning. Like, <laughs> how, how do you deal with that? I mean, that's it's, it's no sweat off my back or whatever the saying is, man. It's, it's just, I know that they're incorrect. Like, I just know they're incorrect. You know, even right now, we're, we're in the middle of fundraising. And so we're on the tail end of it. And just for anyone that's not familiar with like the startup process, you know, essentially you say, you know, we're accepting investors. Uh, and what you're essentially doing is you're selling shares of your company. But you have to like seek out who the perfect investor is. You have to seek out. Um, and you, you, you got to do a lot of pitching. It's like, hey, here's our company. You know, do you want to purchase shares completely? Mm-hmm. And like people will say no nine times out of ten. Nine times out of ten. I'll say 9.5 times out of ten. <laughs> you know, and so like no is a consistent thing, you know. But I think like if you're trying to do anything, you have to just accept no. Not accept no, but you got to be, you're going to get no. And in my head, I, the way I position it is either they don't fully comprehend what's taking place. They'll regret this later. They'll miss out. Like I already know we're going to make it no matter what they say. Right. I'm giving them an opportunity <laughs> to, to take part in what's taking yes. place. They pass on the opportunity. That's that's really their loss. I, yeah. Like I know someone else will take the opportunity. So I, I just don't even think about it too much. You're like no negative situation is is that deep. No positive situation is that high. So it's like it's, it's all good. We're gonna be all right. You try to take the easy way. Just take the easy blow. Yeah, yeah. It's 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 all like no is just ah, yeah. like I just, no is a regular aspect of life. You're right. What's your vision or what do you want for the educational system that's going on right now? Uh, for the educational system in general, I would love a curriculum shift via K-12 through that's more applicable to real life, you know, like potentially more personal finance courses or more uh, uh, culturally related history. I, I think that would be extremely influential. Uh, I, I also would love uh, for empathy to be <laughs> highlighted within the educational system. I think that'd be great. I'd love for teachers to be paid more. I have a lot of things if you can go to the educational system. Oh, I can go in on that. But also I'd, I'd love for college to be uh, less expensive, man. I think that'd be great for everyone involved. Like I understand that the entire collegiate process is a, is a business of its own right. And we have certain research that holds upon the, the funding that goes into it. But I think that there's a much better way for us to go about the system. And anyone that says any different probably must not have ever gone through the system. And, you know, I, I think there's a uh, integral issue whenever you have individuals that have never touched a, a public school making decisions for individuals that are in the public schools. So I, I think that across the board, we just need further representation. Uh, man, I can go in on the educational system. That was a, that was a <laughs> loaded, broad yeah. question. That's like... <laughs> But no, man, that's, at the end of the day, it's a system that there needs to be a huge overhaul. Um, I think workforce development and training needs a huge overhaul. Um, I, I think when we look at automation, the way things are going, if we don't change, uh, we're going to be in a really difficult place. Yeah, absolutely. Are you still paying loans? Yeah, I am still paying loans for sure. For sure. Fed loans. And the real question, do you think it was worth it? For me, it was worth it. I mean, it definitely changed my life. There's no question about it. Mm. I, I think that the only reason it was worth it for me, though, is because I didn't go in there thinking that this specific class was going to change my life. Like, mm. you know, some people will go in, they'll only stay in their books, and I think that's really dangerous. Um, like I said earlier, man, it's, a, it's the greatest 
value of college is the network you amass from it. Mm-hmm. And what you make of it. What mm-hmm. you make of it. Yeah. And if you don't realize that you have to interact with people, you have to... Uh, yo, the only the way we got our first investor, the like IDT, the the company across the street, like in that that building right over that tan building. Yeah, uh, we were just working on pedal like in the student center. Like we'd like every Sunday from like nine to nine, we'd like just work. We either like learn how to code things or we learn how to do a business plan, and we would essentially work on something. And then like after a while, like a girl that I knew that was working for the media team, like she saw we were doing this and she made a story about it. He's like, you know, these kids working on this startup thing, you know? And from there got to Rutgers Newark. And these two kids at Rutgers Newark were creating this company that was meant to connect college startups to capital. And we were a college startup. And at this point, I didn't know anything about venture capital. I didn't know anything about investment or anything like that. Mm-hmm. I, I thought we were just working on a little project. We were just going to do it. Like, I had my internship in the morning. Like, it wasn't that deep, right? And so they called us, and they're like, yo, you know, in order for us to get our investment from our investor, they need to see that we can do this with a college startup, connect them to capital. Only in college will kids make a startup for startup. That's such a business school thing. Yeah, it's just yo, a project. It was just real. a project. business school thing I've ever heard. Exactly. Help startups. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. So they called us and they were like, yo, can we do this off of y'all? And they shopped us out to like all these different companies out here in Newark and IDT called us and was like, yo, come in for a pitch. And I remember I had like a final the next day and there was like, uh, you know, come, come pitch. And I was like, bro, I got, I got to study. They're like, nah, come pitch. Right. So we came and we pitched here for our, our first investment and just gave like the worst pitch of our lives. And we was like 40 minutes late, like parked at the oh Burger King down the street, like walked like under the bridge, got lost, like 40 minutes late at least. Uh, and then like, we were like, oh, never works on the first try. You know, <laughs> it was like, it was like, trash. It's already in the trash. Yeah, it's already in the trash. It's like, I still got that final in the morning. Let's go study. Like, wow. uh, and then they called us the next day saying they wanted to invest. But the whole thing culminated out of like that network of that college network. It was like this kid at Rutgers Newark saw these kids at Rutgers New Brunswick and was like, yo, let's, let's talk. And like, that's the essence of what being on a college campus or part of a college community is. It's being able to connect these different dots within these different fields, these different industries. Um, It's like one crazy long four year networking event. Hmm. And like, if you don't utilize it and see it in that facet, in that manner, because like you'll never have that many resources at your fingertips ever again. Right. It's twenty four seven. Ever, you'll yeah. meet someone walking somewhere, coming from yep. somewhere, sitting next. To and then you. you literally have professors that are experts in the exact field that have their network. And like, if you don't even try to touch into that, like, you will never have that many resources at your fingertips again in your entire life. I promise. Yeah. So you know. Because I was able to see it in that manner and really see, once again, the opportunity that was up to it, I think it wasn't a waste for me. But I can definitely understand how it is for some people. It's not for everybody. Mm -hmm. So before you said you were working, like, from 9 to 9 on Sundays, like, how much time do you say you, like, put in now, like, nowadays, like, since, like, I mean, just, you know, it's not like you're, like, at the final, like, leg of your career or anything like that. (laughs) You know what I mean? Like, how much, like, you know, you kind of probably delegate less time to like certain things they used to do mm-hmm. in the past like how much you see like how do you see your time being spent now yeah um i think a lot of my time i i have a much better understanding of relationship maintenance you know a lot more of my time is based upon creating relationships or uh 
maintaining relationships or executing on uh, tasks. You know, luckily enough for us now we have a whole team of people. So we're, it's much easier for us to say, here's your field. I can't even tell you how many hours a week I've, I've put in. I, like, I really, I, I can't even tell you. Like, it's just, it's like nonstop. You know, even if I'm, uh, yeah, you know, even, you know, if I'm not doing pedal, like I'm possibly, I'm probably doing something musical, music-wise. And even then, I know that I'm tying it all together. Like, people don't see it yet, and I'm not even, like, discussing it yet, but we're working on something to where it all culminates together. Uh, and it's really important that we have a touch on both sides of it. Uh, and I feel like I'm speaking very ambiguously when I say that. Like, like it's like I'm saying a lot and nothing at the exact same time. But definitely stay tuned because you gonna know, you're going to find out. But, uh, you know, it's like everything I, I, I do now is very pedal related. Um, so I, when it comes to hours, shoot, the second I wake up to the second I go to sleep, unless it's like I'm at church or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's probably the only time like a, it's not active. Oh, yeah. Would you drop everything right now for a record deal? No way. <laughs> what if they were like, you're guaranteed to have success? Like, they don't to become a rapper. Like, they have no idea. Because you've made music, right? Like, yeah. You- I'm from Louisiana, man. Everybody makes music. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, right. Not, I wouldn't, man. We're we in such a good position. Like, when you see what we're about to do in 2020, I don't know when this is going to drop, but like, when you see what this next 12 months is about to be, you're. I mean, we, we just got an acquisition offer, you know, like, Last month when we was presenting at Morgan Stanley and not if not from Morgan Stanley, uh, but it was it was a really solid offer and it was definitely enough money to where like I could put like a solid two million just into like a record career if I wanted to right yeah. <laughs> like if I shot in that faster but I just know the vision is just like way bigger right yeah. I'm just not concerned so would, would it affect your business if they make college free like how every all everything is you mm-hmm. know everyone's talking about make college free yeah you know that would education what would yeah. that do for you i think it would definitely change how we operate you know we're you know when it comes to startup and success it's all about your cockroach ability you know your your yeah. ability to stay alive and, well, and an interesting like, way to <laughs> it's crazy it. right cockroach ability you know when it most of the stuff most of anything you do is just based off of your cockroach ability I like that you know <laughs> how long can you stay alive yeah. for right? like you're gonna get hit you're gonna get stomped on you're gonna get sprayed yeah. but like can you stay Curse alive that. yeah you're gonna lose a leg like. <laughs> but like your cockroach ability and so you know if that takes place I, I know we'll maneuver into somewhere else to where we can like still be impactful uh, you know we're we're really in this game of like workforce development sourcing pipeline building as a hold uh, of as like education scholarship so I, I know that we'll be okay no matter what uh so I, I would if they make college free that'd be dope but i know there's still gonna be a lot going on with the comes to private schools and private colleges yeah yeah right so yeah. it's not something that really like you're too concerned about or i'm not too concerned uh, i don't know if it's gonna happen but Does that mean like you think about it, there's private schools is always gonna be like something institutions that you still gotta pay for you know what i mean it's yeah yeah, we'll yeah, we'll so. figure it out, man. We'll we'll be okay. <laughs> so, the, yeah. the better of everyone is the better of everyone. So, it's interesting because knowing you for the only like the few days or kind of <laughs> weeks, you know, that we've been like. I also want to apologize. I'm so bad at text messages with this man. It's 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 embarrassing. Like <laughs> nah, the way fine, my text man. be going, like I just I don't see it. I don't know where it go. Like I mean, <laughs> but your follow up game is strong. <laughs> You getting that many you messages? Huh? You getting that many messages, man? <laughs> it's a stupid phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's a stupid no, phone. No, it's all. I mean, we 
it's fun. I mean, it's expected. I mean, we know you're busy, we, bro. We've you're been busy. Through, we've too. been through. Yeah, I mean, we are, but like, yeah. we've been through some shit. Like, this is nothing. <laughs> like, we've been in contact Appreciate with you. people for like two years trying to get a show. Have like, mercy. This was yeah. not like. Oh, thank this goodness. was like a. Walk I felt in the terrible. Park. He's like, he's like, just following up. I was like, damn. Like, <laughs> 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 I was like, that was like three hours ago. <laughs> like, this man sent this three days ago. Like, I <laughs> no, nah, I appreciate you. Nah, My bad. There's nothing. Trust me, we've, we've been through some hard ones, man. <laughs> trying to get some shows done with some people, but it, it seems like you're not the typical like quote unquote CEO. You're oh not, yeah, you know, it's in your bio, CEO and founder, but you're not. How many? How many people are part of the team? Um, we have four full time, two part time, and then four interns. Wow. Yeah. Just the interns. They're really powerful. They're great people. So what do you do besides being a CEO of Pedal? Like, what are some of the other ventures, I guess? Cool stuff you Uh, have going on? I mean, I do a lot of stuff. Even, you know, I'm I'm definitely very tied to my community in Louisiana. I'm very tied to my community in Nigeria. And so I I do certain things. I have certain projects going on. Uh, So we're Bay, And so, man, I... So a lot to answer your question, a lot. Yeah. <laughs> so just to touch on one of these things, you know, we're we're doing this language project right now. Uh, right now, the unemployment rate in our like village area is extremely high, um, and there's a lot of there's a lot of people from that ethnic group in the United States that don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. So pretty much, we're training individuals from the villages to how to teach the curriculum of how to teach this language. Uh, and essentially we're pairing them with certain people in the United States. They pay about $10 a month fee. And so they are able to pay these people, you know, essentially living wages for them just to be able to uh, maintain. So it creates a new ecosystem. On one hand, people get to learn language, yeah. their own native language. And then on the other hand, uh, these people get paid just to teach something that they've been speaking their entire lives. Yeah. So, you know, that's a project I'm working on right now. Um, you know, yeah, been working on There's that. There's a longevity with it, too, because the more people that know, they can teach each other. And yeah. yeah, that's really big, though, too, because, like, you know, small things like that could take a It's like it's, it goes way bigger than you think in, like, mm. countries that need it the most, you know? True. Especially, like, yeah, Nigeria and whatnot. I know, yeah, I mean, I we, know how we, big that is. We're just trying yeah. to make sure our language doesn't die, you know? Yeah. Uh, and also, I've always felt bad. You know, I took Spanish, like, my whole life, and it was just like, dang, bro, I'm learning this coloniz- like colonization <laughs> language, and I'm not, like, learning my own. Like, I felt bad. I already speak English. Like, they already got me. Like, <laughs> but um, yeah, so I work on that, man. I do some stuff in Louisiana, just helping out some real estate things. You know, we try to buy back the block type stuff. Nice. Uh, and then uh, obviously, I do music heavily out here. You know, like I'm definitely into bricks with it. My my very first stuff was like as hype manning uh, off like Avon, Irvington, stuff like that when I first got out here. Uh, so just you know that I was just doing that really to keep myself creative, um, but also just to be able to express myself in a certain manner, you know, this, this stuff's really ugly. You know, this stuff can be really bad and, you know, people really be trying to cheat you and treat you in a manner that is not adequate to the average human lifestyle. Oh, I, thought, I thought, I thought you were saying the music is bad. Oh, I, I was that, like, damn, the music's great. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I thought you were saying the music's ugly out here. I'm like, oh, oh shoot. <laughs> I was yeah. like, yeah, this whole region, trash, you know? <laughs> nah, nah, nah. Nah, the music, there's a lot of creatives out here, man. And, and I, I love what I'm seeing because I'm yeah. starting to see more of these people work together. Um, I think that's the, you know, it's interesting because in Louisiana, it's like our education system is ranked very lowly. Our obesity rate is high. Like our murder rate is high. Everything's high. People would be like, 
this is the best place in the world. You know? <laughs> Why would you want to go anywhere else? You know? <laughs> but then like in Jersey, it's like the uh, public education system is high. It's like... <laughs> and everyone wants to leave. They're like, this is trash. This is terrible. They're like, I hate everyone here. <laughs> like, that joint is so funny, bro. But, you know, wow. I'm starting to finally see like these artists out here really start working together and, this, you know, figuring yeah. out their own power. Uh, I, I think it's just, it's somehow more of a competitive nature over here, but in a negative sense, you know, like they really be thinking that there's only so many seats at the table or like there's only so many pieces of pie for everyone. And so I, I think that we're starting to see a, a real generational shift on that. So I do think Jersey is about to really be prominent on the music scene. And I think that pedal is going to be able to be a, a really cool process of that. Uh, you know, 2020, y'all, y'all gonna see what I'm talking oh. about. Y'all gonna see, y'all gonna see. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I definitely, I'm, I'm in the studio all the time, bro. You know, there was a, a time where I was just making like a at least a song a week, you know, and my, the stockpile is so high right now. It's just like, you know, when it, when the time is right, we'll, we'll push it out, you know. But yeah, so to, to answer that initial question, I would not drop everything to take a record. <laughs> record companies are snakes. And don't don't sleep on cheese, man. Oh, thanks, man. That's that, so sweet. On that music, man. Oh, and, uh, yeah, because we, we caught up at that show in, in Elizabeth. We caught a little glimpse. Well, bro, that's right. I, I, I didn't know none of my words. <laughs> <laughs> Where was I that week? I think I, I had to, I was in Detroit or something like that. I was, uh, I was fundraising. I was, I was doing oh, some stuff shit. in Detroit. And just like, they're like, yeah, yeah we, we can have a show tomorrow night. I was like, Come on, man. Like, I, I wrote these, like, it was some songs I wrote, like, two years before. They're like, yeah, that's what we want to perform. And I was just like, all right. Like, it's like, we're going to see. We're going to see. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Let's do it. Let's do it. Yeah, I was just like, let's do it. I was like, it's all right. Yeah, let's yeah. go. It was fun, though, man. It was a good time, man. I appreciate you being there and, and listening. Man. Hell yeah. Yeah, shout out to all the organizers for that, too, who had Saturday Radio part of that. Saturday. Sure. Yeah. What What's some music or mm-hmm. some artists that pump you up? that you like listen to like when you wake up when you're working dog playing the office right now i'm on the yo. jersey not jersey could be like anything. yeah jersey i love mira fontaine mira fontaine i i don't know why he ain't pop popped yet because he's going to I, he's my favorite artist in jersey undeniably not counting myself mm. like he is there we go he's the my favorite dude when it comes to elsewhere this dude that's Yesterday, I played his song like 42 times. He, he just dropped this song called Uncle Iroh. <laughs> he shouts to Avatar. He just dropped this song called <laughs> Uncle Iroh. His name's Toby Lou. Toby Lou. Yeah. Mm. Toby Lou is, bro, that joint, that Uncle Iroh is so tough. But outside of that, man, um, I'd definitely be up on, on all the local. Shouts to uh, uh, 99 Trip. They just dropped an EP. Big shout out, man. Yeah, they're working hard. Yeah. They're working hard. Yeah, they did a lot for us too. I don't even. Gonna oh, word! Them, I'm not even going to give them a shout. They, they, <laughs> they already, they already. They've got all their shout outs. They got, they got a few coming at them. So yeah, good. Yeah, yeah, good. Yeah. yeah, for real. Yeah, so man, I just uh, Toby Lou is probably uh, my guy right now. Esmino, um, shoot, uh, Kevin Gates. Obviously, I love. Yo, NBA young boy, I, I, I was he was in my dream yesterday. Wow, as well. yeah, wow. I, don't, I don't even like him like that. But young, but I respect yo, him. <laughs> the, the young generations really like they love that boy, but like on a level where I think I was talking to my little cousin, he was saying like people really think he's the best of their generation. Like, yeah, which is shocking. Yeah. I, I I like him a lot as an individual. So I mean, he's from Baton Rouge, so I can't oh, say so anything too negative. <laughs> like I, I have no choice but to. To uphold this man, yeah, <laughs> it's beautiful to see. 
This boy, Chimmy's like right here, is listening to NBA Youngboy right now. Look at this. Hey, yo. Look at this. Wow. wow. West Orange class of 2022. <laughs> <laughs> Look at the universe work, man. Wow. Were you really just listening? That's crazy. Yo. Yeah, NBA Youngboy, he's, he's doing something right. He's doing something Am right. Am I right that like people really like put him to a really high... It was really him and Juice World. Who? You speaking to the mic. Speaking to the mic. They say NBA is a Tupac of our generation. It's too... <laughs> I, hey, I'm not. I, it's it's not up to me. It's nothing. not up to me. So yeah, he I could be. He could I be. Guess. Yeah, honestly, if he died I right guess. now, they would do him like Tupac. Wow. If he died I right guess. now, he'd do. He, they'd do him like Tupac. Maybe not. Maybe even bigger. Honestly. This is so interesting, man, because we were having this discussion a few days ago where like <laughs> we're like at the age and position, like us personally, we're like we're a little too far away to know like the real like, you know, we're middle child. Like I don't have my we're ears like in to this like, weird I feel space. Like I, was, I used to have my ear to that street, but I don't. It's not on that street anymore. It's, it's not like, the same. It's like around the corner now. Yeah. <laughs> the like you hear, you hear it like a week late. Yeah, I'm like, I'm like, you like, oh, word? I'm like, yo, word, he's, he's hot. <laughs> <laughs> word? Yeah. Yo, I think, I'm like, I know these people, but I'm like, yeah, sometimes I'm just like, I don't really, I don't know. Yeah. No, we, we are, we're moving into middle child. So we're yeah. yeah. Truly middle it's child. It's very interesting because it just happened. It happened with like, like, <laughs> like, year. like two days ago. Yeah. <laughs> like I was good up until like last year yep. and then something happened. Some artists came through yeah. and now I'm completely off. Yeah, like, you're like, who? I'm not the same. It's, it's when little yeah. TJ started getting hot. No, yeah, yeah. It, for me it was a boogie. Oh, really? When a boogie oh, started. Like, I was still there, but it was like, okay, I'm not listening to him. Like, <laughs> that, that, that's when it was like, okay, I don't like this. Yeah, like, I like everything I before like that. Now, little TJ is crazy. I, I've been, but little TJ definitely. Yo, that's that's yeah, that's a different type of. Yeah. How explain? Like, oh, you know who I like too. I was talking to some. I was talking to like some young heads about it too, and I was like, yeah, like. I could see how, like, you know, it's kind of exciting and whatnot, like what he's talking about, but I, just, I don't know. I just, nothing gravitates towards me. I feel that. Yeah, I, 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 re I really like uh, Guap Dad 4000, too. He, has this, he was in the same situation, I guess, yep. but he just, like, portrays it in a different way. So different. That, I feel like it's interesting that scammer rap is getting hot. Scammer rap. Mm -hmm. That's that, like, you don't got to pick up a gun, just get on your Amazon and yeah, trick scam. these old people. Yeah. <laughs> SoundCloud rap is, I guess, like, think of the past, like. You right? think so? Right, like. What do you the, mean by the, that? Like in like the, the sense of like, the SoundCloud era. Mm -hmm. Like it's kind of. Yeah, you're right. I feel it's like kind of a little past. It's still. Now. It's. I mean, I feel like it's like it's like its own thing now. It's kind of established. Not really yeah, that, that's the thing. SoundCloud's now it's like established now. It's everyone's like, using SoundCloud. No one's talking now. about it now. It's yeah. Like, it's just its own platform. It's now. just like if you're not using SoundCloud, you're just like, of course I'm using SoundCloud. <laughs> I, in, in my opinion, I think I think six nine killed. It. Yeah, you don't got to point it. You don't mm. point it out anymore. You know what I mean? Like yeah, you're a SoundCloud. Technically, right? everyone's yeah. a SoundCloud rapper. Right. Yeah. So like, there's no such thing as a SoundCloud rapper. Right. You know. It's like how like underground is not really as much of a thing because it's like what is underground? Yeah, like I what mean, is? It's internet. You put, boy, it's on SoundCloud. Like <laughs> just because we're not listening to it, don't make it underground. Like <laughs> it's underground, but it has three million views. <laughs> it's like what the fuck is going yeah. on? And then if it's not under, it's like the real underground has like a thousand. You're like this shit's trash. Yeah, it's like no, you're this just is the real underground. <laughs> 
<laughs> He's like, don't even let this see the surface. That's how keep it, keep <laughs> yeah. it underground, sir. <laughs> yep, yep, yep. Yeah, that's real. Yeah. You, so why do you think six nine? I I just feel like that's like that was it. That was the last straw people had. Where it's like, <laughs> like you guys that had was the it. bubble. Like that, that was like the <laughs> that, was that was like the final boss. <laughs> After him something else happened i don't know what you call it now i don't know where i don't know what like the, yeah the blanket name for the artists that are coming out i don't know what to give them but i think you don't call artists now a soundcloud rapper yeah unless you're before that like like to me in my opinion i remember when lil yachty was a soundcloud rapper. Oh, definitely. i remember like to me he's st not still but like he comes from that yeah we're like i can't I, I'm, I'm in no position to say Lil TJ is a SoundCloud rapper. No. I don't think he is. No, he's not. But I don't know. I also don't know what he is. He's a rapper I don't know what that has songs him. on SoundCloud. <laughs> right. So, I don't know. I think 6 9 was just like the, all right, that's it. That's done. That <laughs> was the end of an era. Yeah. We are moving on, on to the next uh, wave of, of new people. On that Lil Nas drink, TikTok rap. Lil Nas might be kind of like that. Now, you know what? Let me stop because I'm not I'm not too hip with, with yeah, who's man, coming dude. up. <laughs> so, you know, this is this is an old man talking. At this point. <laughs> it's sad, real sad. I never thought I'd be the. I never thought I'd be in this position. Here I am. <laughs> it happens real quick, man. Don't Yo, worry. It does. Happens real quick. Sorry. But and, and um, yo, I want to talk about real quick. Yeah. Like, what happened with the? What's good with that Amazon and Audible post that uh, you post on an Instagram? That, oh, yeah. Yeah, what's the story behind that? Because um, uh, I'm sure that post got a lot of love and it did. You, you received LinkedIn, a lot of like impressions from it. For sure. On LinkedIn, it really got a lot of attention, for sure. I mean, Amazon, so we're sitting Newark Venture Partners, like I said, right now. Uh, Amazon and Audible are some of the main investors in NVP, Newark Venture Partners. And obviously, Newark Venture Partners is our largest investor right now. Um, obviously that could change in these coming weeks, but right now they're our largest investor. So, you know, we work pretty closely when it comes to like Audible and Amazon, just really building out the infrastructure and our data structures and um, even our, our strategy of how we operate here, here in North mm -hmm. uh, and, and nationally and, and vision wise internationally. So Don Katz has been extremely, I feel like he's been extremely good to me. Don Katz is the CEO of Audible. Uh, and so he's he's extremely accessible, uh, helps out all the time. So you know, he was here, we were just chatting it up, just telling him what's been going on, getting his advice on how to make our next moves. Uh, and he brought in his boy, uh, uh, the CFO of Amazon. His homie. <laughs> his, his, you know, his nigga, you know, so, you know. Uh, he was just and, there. Yeah, he was just <laughs> yeah, there. Just he was just there. <laughs> He was yeah, just there, guys. so you know, he, he just he introduced us, so we could all just like really talk, and um, you know, it's really good to know you have uh, you know these people that got your back. Uh, you know, this game is like I said, bro. I say it all the time. Say it again. Said it before. It's ugly, <laughs> and it's like the wild, wild west out here. And um, knowing that you have these, you know, your OGs, really making sure that you're you're, you're set up in the right way, it's really important. So, you know, we were just talking, you know, the, the conversation was a bit, a bit confidential, you know, but we were just talking that Amazon Audible pedal stuff, you know, and making sure that we're all aligned in, a, in an appropriate manner. So, yeah, they're, they're good people. Those are the big homies. Yeah, because I think Ant posted that even, too, on his Instagram. Oh, really? Yeah, I saw that from, I think, Eventson's Instagram. Oh, dope. I think Ant posted it. And it wow. Was like, 
Yeah, really interesting. So I was like, okay. And then I'm like, oh, geez, hey, Vincent always. Okay. Wow. And I see the photo, and I'm sure you got a lot of, uh, you know, interest from that. Yeah, dang, that's sick. I didn't even know that. That's really good. Yeah, my man's like snuck the picture, Ifani. Yeah, he, he, that was, I'm so glad he did that. The picture looked iconic. Like, <laughs> hopefully, in like 10 years, we'll see that and be like, oh, wow. Yeah. Like, yeah. You're on the other side. Truly. Yeah. yeah. Truly. Yeah. What now that you won't be like, damn, why was I wearing those sneakers? I don't think that jacket was whack, bro. What was that? Those, those joints. Facts. <laughs> now that uh 2019's wrapping up, yeah. wrapping it up and everything, what would you say is some of the the biggest challenges you faced this year <laughs> that you had to deal with? Mm. Could be life, it could be pedal, it could be your music career. <laughs> Shoot, man. Um hard man i feel like i don't dwell on the challenges like that to even think about it you know in totality i feel like this year was a lot easier than the one that came before it so actually i mean i don't know man it's hard you know every year people pass away and i think that just you know always hinders you know that's that's really all i can think of whenever i think about stuff like that those are only real challenges everything else is just a developmental opportunity to get ahead in a new manner oh yeah light work (laughs) (laughs) i don't want to say light work but it's like you know it's a you know every day is a different challenge so i guess this year you know we we fundraised for the first time you know like really put our heels on the ground and fundraised you know we weren't with nvp before this year and we didn't have like that Amazon Audible connection before this year. So it's like really putting ourselves out there and consistently getting told no or that like it's not going to work or like you're wrong or just that. I guess that's the biggest challenge that took place this year. Um, dude, yeah. Like, outside of that, everything else is just life. Like yeah. it, life is the real challenge. This yeah. stuff's the fun. This is the fun stuff. Yeah, all bonus <laughs> <laughs> facts. Facts, man. And what could people uh, expect from Pedal and you in 2020? What are some of your goals, dude? Uh, you know, I mean, personally, my goal is definitely like man, we're, we're trying to make money. So, but you're gonna this year, you're gonna see a lot of collaborations with a lot of uh, celebrities that you know of. Um, you're going to see a, a large spur of collaboration with different brands, uh, different corporations, and you're going to see these corporations utilizing pedal and scholarships as a vessel to, to reach young people. In addition to that, you're going to start, you're going to see the world's very first ever really democratized scholarship builder. You know, for the first time ever, you know, if your dad wants to make a scholarship, $500 scholarship for his neighborhood mm-hmm. or even like his city or his old high school or anything like that, he's going to be able to go to a platform and just do that. And there's never been anything like that. Uh, and it's going to make it much easier for people to uh, that's, uh, that's cool, yeah. get, give back. Uh, and so I think you're going to see this year the, the easiest scholarship process you've ever seen. <laughs> um, and you're going to see tech really fuse with the culture. And I think we're going to be at a pinnacle for that. Uh, on my side, you know, we're just, I got to take everything to the next level. Yeah. yeah. I, I almost feel like we've been jogging, but we have to sprint. And um, you're going to see more music from me for sure. You're you going to drop an album? I'll, I'll drop a tape. Oh. I'll drop a tape or two, you know. Uh, you know, it's, and it's funny because there's some people that only know me for music. There's some people that only know me for tech. That's crazy. So it's going to be very interesting. You know, if you on my Instagram, you know, 
if, if you, and you make episode, funny you videos too, like you do like whole, like, <laughs> yeah. you do a lot. Oh, thanks, dude. Yeah, you're gonna see a lot more of those videos. You're gonna see see way more content this year. Uh, there's just we have a lot of videos coming. Uh, 20 is gonna be so fun, bro. Like I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Yeah. So I uh, I think you're gonna see a lot more content. You're gonna see a lot more culture. Um, you know, you're gonna see a tech company that's run by young 20 something black people uh, that's doing really well. And it's not Zuckerberg, it's not Bezos, it's not Gates. Like, it's not these dudes that have been coding since 11 with glasses and stuff like that. <laughs> you're just glasses. gonna see like culture infused tech. And I think you're gonna see a lot of innovation Beautiful. pushing that way in a way that you've never seen it. So, man. Wow. That's. This Dope. is our decade, man. <laughs> this is our decade, yeah, bro. Yeah. For real. I mean, this is really the one. Like, the roaring 20s. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We're going to really, uh, I believe in, you know, you and everyone that's Likewise. doing stuff in Jersey. And, you know, I really believe that something's happening. Yeah. It's just a weird energy that, you know, I see. I've, I just have a good feeling. No, me, me too, man. I'm, re I'm really looking forward to it. Like, this, yeah. It's been fun, but it's about to be a lot more fun for sure. Absolutely. And uh, where could people follow Pedal and uh, you can be follow, a part of it? Yeah, for sure. You can follow Pedal at We Are Pedal. That's W E A R E P E D U L. We Are Pedal on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook. If you're on there, and, and TikTok. Yikes! Right? That's crazy how that <laughs> happened, right? <laughs> uh, and then you can follow me at Chisa Mains, like Gucci Mane, but Chisa Mane. C H I S A M A Y N E. And if anyone wants to. Apply to pedal. Or Go to pedal.com right now. Right That's now. That's it. Yeah. When's this drop? Um, I don't know. Probably a few weeks. Saturday. Cool. <laughs> Saturday. Not, I, not this Saturday. Not today. Some Saturday. Today. It'll be some today. Saturday. <laughs> when you hear this. Facts. <laughs> it's dropping Facts. when you hear this. All right. Perfect. Yes, yeah, so man. The second they hear this, they should go to pedal.com and just sign up. Yeah. And they're they going to find out a bunch of scholarships that are perfect yeah. for them. So, like, also, like, is yeah. scholarships for, like, just uh, college, high school students? How about if you're, like, in grad school or, like, your medical school? You also help out like that? Yeah. yeah they All should. That? Yeah. That's what's up. Come on there like, for that. Too. Everything. Yep. Yeah. All right, cool. Yeah. They should come out there for that. And, you know, the great thing that we can do on our side is, you know, worst case scenario, if we see individuals signing up, you know, we see individuals coming on and they're a certain category and we don't see a lot of scholarships for them on the other side, we can actually source and, and create scholarships there too. But that's some stuff that we push in 2020, oh, wow. some back burner stuff. So. How about international students? Right now, no. Not right now we're that. just in the USA. All right. Yeah. Shout out to all our international listeners too, though. Yeah, we come, we coming for y'all. Don't worry, we definitely coming for y'all. Well, any shout outs you want to give anyone you want to? Uh, shout out to my man Shimaze. You know, up in the building, West yeah. Orange High School, twenty twenty two. You heard me? Yeah. All right, can we say something. Front, say something to Mike. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Shout out your people. Here we go. Here we go. Shout out with Orange. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and <laughs> wow all right then all right yeah um yeah i mean shout out to anyone that's listening to this we really appreciate y'all i hope y'all reach out to us we can keep in touch you know we, we love y'all um and, and thank y'all i'd love to, love to shout out sat your day and the team y'all came out here really appreciate you uh and stay in store for 2020 it's gonna oh, be yeah. a beautiful time y'all appreciate that man shout out the whole pedal team man. i'm about to throw my shoe at this light <laughs> <laughs> the light's been going on like every <laughs> 10 minutes. 
but shout out the pedal team and I want to give a real special shout out to to Sambo from 99 yes. Trip man shout out to Sambo he's the one that told us about you and been oh, the most him, persistent person about getting you on the show wow uh, linking us and um, that dude and even uh, asking some of the questions I asked today wow so yeah so definitely shout out shout out him man we love you we love 99 Trip too wow he and just mixed our last song too, bro. That boy can mix. That boy can right. mix. Event, well, he he can do a lot, Son. man. I, I I mean, I don't know if anyone knows this. I don't even know if you know this, but he edits all of our vinyl room sessions. Are you serious? The, the videos. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. He wow. he does all that. So he the guy can do a lot, man. Wow. He's really valuable in that aspect. Yeah. Man. Listen to his music. Has man. worked yeah. almost every job I could I could <laughs> I could imagine. Real. Like for real. <laughs> He's he's a hard worker. So shout out him, man. And um, everyone, if you're listening to this, make sure you tune in and follow us on our iTunes, Spotify, all that. Let us know what you think. And share this with anyone you think would needs this show and interested in Chisa and you know wants to listen to some uh, some good music too. You're- <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys so much for listening. My name's NKNX. My name is Drew. I'm Chisa. And enjoy your day, everyone. See you soon. I get no pressure. I only do praise, don't test love. Ball me, keep it on bread. I'm trying to love you like a gangster. Baby, would you answer? I give you love, make I give it to you faster.